0: blog talk radio Hi everybody, welcome to Ann Ortley's Weekly Weather I'm Ann Ortley, I'm back at the bright red desk in New York City after a wonderful 10 days on vacation in Florida uh, with my sister and her good friend Molly um, and uh, relatives visiting from Missouri and visiting the relatives who live in Florida so back and rested, very happy to be back in New York the cats are happy to have me back We've had a lot of bonding time. Every time I sit in a chair, they jump on me, so I'm sure they'll jump on the desk at some point during this podcast. Um, And this is the weekly weather. This is the weather for the week of October 13th, 2019, and it's 630, and it's dark out. Now, in Florida, the sun sets at 715, so I'm having a little light daylight withdrawal moment here, but um, we are back in the northern part of the northern hemisphere as opposed to the Floridian part, uh, watching the sunset. I'm back at the bright red desk talking on the radio. So we're going to talk about the week ahead. Um, I know last week was pretty hard for a lot of people. I did say it was going to have a lot of stress energies, and you know I had a few people report in, you know, cancer diagnoses or um, reveals of things that were a little harder to find out. Um, you know, like, gee, that I didn't know that was happening, or I found out this. You know, so it, it's, uh, it's, it's, you know, remember the bigger picture that we're working with here. As all these planets move forward, somebody, somebody said to me, so like, you know, like, what's going on, man? It's like really brutal, and I'm like, it is. It's, it's hard choices, and um, I, I just want to encourage everybody to be very gentle with yourselves. You know and really kind of take extra care, extra care on the self-care, extra care on how you nurture yourself, you know, like hanging out with people that you find supportive rather than people that are, you know, giving you a hard time about stuff, and really honoring how do you support yourself, how do you support others as we go towards this forward motion monumental uh, choice. And uh, there is a lot of kind of mean energy out there, Um, So when I see that, I'm always kind of like, you know, there was a thing this week with Ellen DeGeneres sitting next to President Bush and everybody yelling at her. And it's like, you know, a respect for everybody's choices. And because the planets are, you know, the Saturn and Pluto are the dogmatic hard father energy, the hard authoritarian power, you must do this. And this week we're having a lot of energy kind of working with that, you know, like in your face, really. Um, you want to kind of watch when you're coming across as dogmatic, and you must. Or if someone's coming dogmatic at you, because remember a lot of times when they're coming after you, it really is their issue that they haven't resolved yet because they're projecting it on you, and they're telling you you do it, and you kind of look and you go, actually that's my issue, not my issue, that's your issue. Um, just kind of being taking that extra moment to be kind, and to kind of look for where the blessing is. Look for uh, the you know the moment of consideration, the moment of thinking. I had someone come here, uh, and we were talking about his dead wife. It was you know, and he said my wife would lean forward and she'd say, "Have you ever considered, in a you in a in a open open the space way?" And he was an Aries, and he goes. You know, I make decisions. I'm like, next. And she would say, have you ever considered? And so you want to kind of, you know, because the energy is like, next. You want to kind of take that posture of, you know, have you ever considered? And what that would do. Now, that said, you may be like, no, next. And I'm good with that because we are making choices for our future. And we're deciding in January. January twelfth, Saturn and Pluto get married, man. So you're going down the aisle with them that day, whether you want to or not. <laughs> so you want to look at your life and go, so like, who do I want to marry in January? Right? I mean, where they're getting married at twenty two in your chart. You know, what are your planets at twenty two Capricorn that are getting married to the big guys? Right? So honoring that there's this moment of how do we how do we consider And consider, of course, is sitter. Whenever anybody says it, I always sit up. Sitters is stars, sidereal zodiac. Consider working with the stars. Ah, you go. Astrology is everywhere, man. It's everywhere. I recently heard uh, Rick Levine say that, you know, at the conference, he goes, yeah, when they say they don't believe in astrology, I go, so, like, you don't use a calendar? Because the days of the week are all named after the planets, right? Sunday is Sunday, Saturn's day is Saturday. Moon day is Monday, right? And if you know your French or Spanish, Mercredi, Mardis, Vandredi, those are all, you know, named after the planets too. So our job this week is to honor and to consider how we want to work with the stars, how we want to work with the paths in our lives that are opening up before us, the choices we're being presented with, and the options ahead of us. The other thing that happens this week, we're going to have a big old Mercury retrograde. Most of the first part of November it goes retrograde on um, Halloween, uh, and it's retrograde for 21 days in November. Today it enters its shadow, meaning yesterday and actually it entered it yesterday. Yesterday and today Mercury entered its shadow. So what you're going to be working with on the Mercury retrograde has just shown up. Right? And has just stepped forward and said, Ah, this is what you're going to work on. And you will get it over the next few days, you know, as we approach the shadow. This also means that you're going to hear from your old ghosts. Um, and I always encourage you to talk to ghosts, especially now, because these are the Scorpio ghosts. And Mercury and Scorpio always has really good stories. It seems like there's all sorts of secrets being leaked. Now, And, you know, we can see it in politics, we can see it in stories coming forward, people wanting to tell us things. Um, This week we had a lot about Matt Lauer and his behavior, uh, Ronan Farrell's new books coming out. And, you know, he's like, I didn't do that. And you're kind of like, all right, you know, the secret's coming out, you know. And it it is part of the job of the Saturn-Pluto because they're righting the wrongs. They're rectifying the structures. They're looking at the structures that are not working for us, and they're saying you need a better structure. What do you want that structure to be? With the idea of being getting that structure put in place in January and then starting to build on it all next year, right, and then really building it the next 36 years. So watch for the secrets in your life. Mercury's going to go retrograde, um, and he is going to talk to you. You know, So he's going to go all the way up to the last degree of Scorpio And then he's going to come all the way back down He is in the path of fire So people are very fiery With their communications The Venus is in the path of fire She's in Scorpio The Sun is in the path of fire uh, Which is the Via Combusta Which is there's a bunch of mean stars in the par, In this part of the heavens So Mars will be there next week so, hi, Remo. My little cat. just came over to the like I said, we're going to have a cat visit at this this podcast. So the energy of the heavens is really inviting us to find that we're maybe a little on fire and that we're really you know kind of feeling this passionate energy. The other thing that happens is last today at six forty six zero seven uh, pm there was a full moon done tonight, uh, a full moon in Aries which takes us back to Aries time October, or to April, rather, 13th of 18. And then back to Capricorn time, January uh, 13th of this year. And now we have the full moon, right? And so then when we get to Cancer next summer, we have the closing, uh, when we get to June um, 13th. Get out of my water. Um, Everybody likes my water. Yeah. So we're going to really have this energy of new vision and seeing things and reveals because the Mercury, Venus, and Scorpio are tall and tails. And Venus now, Mercury now going retrograde. It's communication, it's paperwork, it's things coming to light. You want to ask. You want to kind of say, "Hey, you know what's that?" And if someone, one of your ghosts calls, as long as they're a safe ghost. You know, some of them are ghosts you don't want to ever talk to again. But if they're a safe ghost. Or if you run into someone and they share something that kind of sheds a little light on a situation from your past that allows you to reframe it and give you a different vision of it, that's really important too. And I know I always watch the Scorpio stuff because I have a lot of Scorpio on my chart. But with Mercury there, it, it wants to tell you things that you need to know for decisions, it's it's a decision making Mercury. Remember Mercury in Scorpio. The energy of Scorpio is about accounting for things, and so it's saying to you, you need to account for this, you need to measure this, you need to add this factor into your decisions. So he also is Scorpio is also a financial sign, so we need to think about this financially. We need to think about this in terms of the value to us and what it is. So it's an interesting energy that we have this week around this consciousness of things coming to light, feeling very impassioned, also taking it into consideration. Consider, have you ever considered? Have you ever tried to work with? So blessings on that and honoring where the space is of deep connect. Now, this week, Mars is going to square the nodes of fate. When he does that, he gives us choices He's going to ask us to make some choices. Remember, he is answering to Venus in Scorpio, so he's a little intense, <laughs> and he's pretty passionate, and he also is um, making choices. So it's important to take into consideration, to take into balance. And as we go forward into the fall season, and the days get shorter and shorter and shorter, uh, we are really in that time of descending into the internal darkness, seeing the plants shed their leaves, seeing the world release here at least in the northern hemisphere, down south, everything's blooming. But we're releasing. We're entering that phase of deep alchemical transformation because Scorpio is the sign of alchemy. and uh, we're going to be experience this transformation in our lives and in the lives of our friends. And it is a time when things are going to be revealed. Illnesses will be diagnosed. Stories will change. And um, it's not going to be, I don't think it's going to be as hard as last week was. Um, but it is Mercury and Scorpio. So you might find that some of the stories that you're told are a little harder than you would like. All right. So full moon tonight. Do your ritual. It's about releasing. Back to April, back to January of last year. April of last year, January of this year, culminating sending it out into the world. And so the full moon today, the moon today is in Aries with a closing aspect of a square to Pluto at 6, and it says, I am finished. I am done. The moon is now void, and it goes into Taurus tomorrow afternoon at 12.24 p.m. That is... Thanksgiving Day in Canada. Happy Thanksgiving, our Canadian friends. That is Sukkoth in the um, Jewish tradition. That is Columbus Day uh, here. Most people have the day off. I will be working because I just had 10 days off, and I can't be too much of a slug of bed, um, even though I might want to sleep in tomorrow morning. Um, so anyway, any rate, the moon goes into Taurus at 1224, and Monday and Tuesday with that lovely moon in Taurus are really very productive days. Moon in Taurus has a lovely... Trine to Pluto at four thirty seven AM, kind of pushing it forward. And then the moon is void all day Wednesday on the sixteenth. Goes void at four thirty seven in the morning. Void all day, but a good closing aspect. So even though it's void, you can get a lot of stuff done. Um but just don't start new stuff. But you really good aspects. Monday, all day, Tuesday. Um, then the moon goes into Gemini, ten thirty PM on Wednesday. The 16th, it's in Gemini. The 16th, it's in Gemini. The 17th, the evening of the 16th, all day the 17th, and all day the 18th, going void at 10:14 p.m. Moon is trine. Moon in Gemini is trine Sun in Libra. So those are very collaborative, cooperative, connecting, relating, partnering energies. With Wednesday being void all day, um, so those days get stuff done too. The moon is void. Friday night, the 18th, goes into cancer at 6.43 a.m., Sunday, mon- Saturday morning, the 19th, and it's in cancer the 19th, the 20th, and it goes void at eight uh, thirty nine a.m. on Monday, the 21st, and it goes void with a square to the sun. So that's a little contentious, not bad, at least it's not, you know, a square to Pluto, it's a square to the sun, But there is, uh, you know, sun in Cancer, moon in Libra, I'm sorry, moon in Cancer, sun in Libra is, you know, partnering versus nurturing. Relationship versus how do I take care of myself? Busy days next week, Monday the 14th, because the Pluto, the sun squares Pluto that day. And then um, next Saturday the 20th, or next Sunday the 20th, very busy day. And the rest of the week is kind of moving forward step by step. So your job is to go, okay, we're doing a lot of stuff. Look for Mercury to reveal a bunch of secrets as he talks to uh, Neptune, talks to Saturn tomorrow, talks to Neptune on Tuesday, and talks to Pluto on the 19th. Secrets revealed, stories told. And then... Venus does the same thing next week. She says, oh, well, you know what Mercury told you. Let me tell you the other part of the story, right? So this is a big reveal time, folks. And your job, you know, just kind of go, wow, wow, wow. Take it into consideration. <laughs> you don't have to act on it. But you do need to use it, gather it, work with it as part of your knowledge of understanding what it is you really need to do next because this is big old big old information time prior to making permanent decisions about the nature of our lives. Now, for those of you who are interested in becoming a full-time astrologer, one of the things that I really promote, push, encourage my students to do, and really everybody, to get certified as an astrologer. And it's it's a process. It doesn't happen overnight. There are four certifying bodies in the United States, and... Um, One of them is more for once you're up and running, you know, to be a professional astrologer, helps you with that direction. But three of them are technological certifications. They survey that you actually know what you're doing as an astrologer. And I did mention last week, that, and a couple people wrote me and said, so, you know, what was that astrologer's name? I did mention that there's a relatively famous astrologer who I don't really know much about, but somebody had told me about, that, that she didn't actually know what an ephemeris was, right? which is the book that you get all the data that you cast a chart with. And she was like, I've heard that term. What does it mean? So I'm not going to say her name and thank you for writing and saying, is it this person or is it that person? But I will say to you, one of the things that happens as you start to learn astrology is it's always important to look at the credentials or the training of the person you studied with and what are their credentials. And when I was a baby astrologer, And, of course, this is Saturn, Pluto time, right? When I was a baby astrologer, I looked at the teachers that I admired, whose work I admired, who I thought they did a good job, and I looked at what they had. And they had different certifications from different organizations. And I said, I want to be like them in terms of my technical knowledge and my skill at being an astrologer, and so I went and sat for the certification exams, and I literally sat for the certification exams from all three organizations plus a couple extra, um, because I'm a Virgo. I like the little credential, the little check mark next to my name, but also I think it's really important. And so one of the things that I do here in New York is I bring in ESAR because they, you know, they're an international certification organization. They certify all over the world. And also we have an active NCGR, so NCGR offers certification in New York every quarter. And AFA offers certification out on the West Coast um, in, there in Arizona. So there's places you can go to get this. So anyway, any rate, I'm bringing them in November, the weekend of Veterans Day. So it's Friday night from 6 to 10, Saturday and Sunday, and that is the consulting course, which teaches you how to talk to clients about their chart. It's a really good card. When I got it in 2009, I'd already been an astrologer for eight years full time. And I thought, shit, man, I wish I had this when I started. <laughs> so then they also have a competency exam. And the competency exam is given on Monday uh, the following the weekend. So there's a th- that, that one is offered here in New York. It will be offered again next uh, September at the ESAR conference. Um, In Colorado so it's offered and all the all the organizations offer them after the conferences so we just were in Baltimore for NCGR and they had a certification on exam on Monday so there's three organizations NCGR ESAR and AFA NCGR National Council of Geocosmic Research ESAR International Society for Astrological Research and AFA American Federation of Astrologers. And I do encourage you, if you are thinking of being a professional astrologer, to take one of them or all of them, be, be crazy like I am. Do all three, you know. But but prove that you know what you're doing before you start reading people's charts. Because as my first astrology teacher said to me, you're conducting brain surgeon on their head brain surgery on their heads. You know stuff. You gotta be careful how you say it. And I was, you know, I'm at Aquarius Rising. I don't really listen to anybody. And I'm like, yeah. And then I read my friend Tony, who was married to my friend Tom. And I watched, I mean, I was new at this, right? And I, you know, I gave him the information. And I watched Tom move over from the piano to the chair to the couch to eventually when he was holding Tony's hand, right? And And, like, I didn't do a very good job. I mean, I gave him the information. But it really, you know, it's important to know what you're doing. So... You know, know what you're doing. Get certified. So anyway, sign up. It's on the ISAR website, I S uh, E I S A R International Society for Astrological Research Events. And at least sign up for the consulting skills if you're not ready for the competency exam. Forward into the aspects for the week. So that's my little promotional pitch. Ah, the sun. The sun this week goes uh, from 20 Libra to 28 Libra. He is in the path of fire the path of the Via Combusta, which sets planets on fire and makes our hair turn on fire and run around the room going, my hair's on fire, my hair's on fire. So the sun this week has a, um, it has a sextile to Jupiter, which is a lot of expansion and new ideas and direction and where we're going. And then it goes right into a square with Pluto on the 14th, which is a power struggle, a power dynamic, and a nasty little piece of work. So watch for power struggles, power dynamics. It is a good aspect for getting fired. If you're worried about getting fired, that's when it's going to happen this week. A couple people this week were, are I getting fired? I'm like, well, if it happens, it's going to happen on Monday. Um, there are also a two, uh, three quintiles from the sun, one to Vesta, which is redecorating, reorganizing your home, one to how your deep spiritual soul suffers, which is always kind of an interesting thing, like no more suffering, or if you're suffering, at least know what it's for, and then one to Neptune which is on the 15th which those two those two are both on the 15th which is about how you inspire yourself um and that you know not that we want to say suffer you know but we do know that suffering often teaches us a lesson and then we get to go okay I learned my lesson next bring a new one on uh sun is aspecting the goddess of discord on the 17th that is traditionally a gunning a shooting hate to say it but we have those we we get to watch these and they tend to shoot on that so that's on thursday um and uh it's a you know it's a hard aspect it is a path of fire and then there's a bunch of adjusting energies on the 18th and the set 20th so the sun doesn't have a whole bunch of things except for that big power struggle on the 14th and then a real sense of you know anger and discord and it's at 6:52 on the 17th so we're going to watch what donald trump's tweets are that morning because they're going to be big mercury this week runs from 14 scorpio to 22 and a half 23 scorpio remember he is entering his mercury retrograde shadow he is moving really quick um and he's pushing that Scorpio energy. So he has a sextile to Saturn, which encourages him to reveal the secrets. Pay, for, pay attention to what they are. He also has a trine to Neptune on the 15th, which is, oh, that's what was going on. There's kind of an aha moment when Mercury's in Scorpio, especially when he aspects Saturn or Neptune. Because what he does is he gives you a puzzle piece. They gives you a clue to a puzzle that you didn't know before, and you kind of go, oh, now that I know that, wow. So watch for that. Um, there also is, um, he also has a sextile to Pluto on the 19th. So he's working with Saturn first and Pluto. Now remember, he's in water. So he's revealing emotional depth. You may find that people in your life reveal to you deep emotional feelings this week about old things that they We're working on, we're really old, hairy, hoary, you know, deep inside stuff. Real important to just not criticize, not try and fix, just hold the space. This is something that often is shame-based, where they tell you something that you are learning a deep part of their inner stuff, right? So listen to it. Hold it. Don't judge it. Don't push it. Just kind of watch it. And then Mercury gets a little bit of unexpected news on the twentieth. Uh, not bad news, but unexpected news. And then he joins to uh, Juno, or I'm sorry, to Pallas Athena on the twenty-first, which gives him a great new strategic approach. Mercury also is going to pass on the fourteenth and fifteenth over the point of really important information coming out right as he sextiles Saturn and trines Neptune. So whatever happens at 14th, 15th, pay attention to the news then because that's gonna give you a really big aha moment. Um, The Venus this week goes from the six of Scorpio to almost 17. Um, So all the planets between six and almost 17 are getting activated in your chart. She has a couple quintiles which are productive working aspects on the um 15th and the 15th. So there's a great opportunity on the 15th for some really profound understanding and healing. Remember Venus in Scorpio is very passionate and very intense and I happen to have one. <laughs> so I'm 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 looking at those dates and going, okay, what you're going to be talking to me about. Venus also is aspecting the nodes of fate on the 17th giving us imported Faded information. She goes over the world point of Saturn and Pluto on the 20th and the 21st because she sextiles Saturn and trines Neptune on the world point. So whatever the reveal Mercury gives us on the 14th, Venus tells us what it really means on the 20th and the 21st. So again, path of fire, intense information, intense experiences, and deep communications. So Venus and Scorpio pushing, pushing us along. She does have a little bit of cranky-crabby on the 15th when she aspects Eris, the goddess of discord, and she kind of maybe loses it a little. Um, Remember, she is, you know, uh, intense when she's in Scorpio. Not mean intense, but she's just really clear, you know. And not that many people are clear, but Venus, when she's in Scorpio, she's really clear. Mars this week is running from 5 Libra (coughs) through uh, 12 Libra. So he is kind of pushing us forward. He has a very aggressive aspect on um, between the seven, the 14th and the 17th. I imagine the reporting out of uh, uh, out of Syria will be very gruesome that day, and that also corresponds to when the sun hits that point on the 17th. So whatever that shooting is going to be pretty big. Uh, 14th or the 17th, probably the 17th, but the setup for it. Um, and an understanding of how we go. And then Mars is sesquiquadrate to Vesta on the 19th, which is kind of a forward motion of um, what you want to do, how you want to do it, what are you going to do. And then Mars is also contra-parallel Juno on the 14th. So that's a big breakup day. Big news of some big breakups or relationships breaking or people leaving because uh, the partnership is over. I'm done. And again kind of smile, take it with consideration, be quiet and listen to it, real important. This is Mercury retrograde, we're in the shadow. So the other part is a lot of times people break up on Mercury retrograde, but they don't really break up. They just revise the relationship in kind of a mean and unnatural way. But when people call me crying on Mercury retrograde, I'm always like, hey, Mercury's, Mercury's retrograde, let's see what happens when it goes direct. Mars aspects the nodes of fate on the 21st, meaning you have to make a choice. And it will be a fated choice. F-A-T-E-D, watch for 418 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Adjust for your time zone, but the 21st of (laughs) October, very big. Jupiter this week, kind of quiet, but he has an aspect with the nodes of fate on the 21st also, And so you really kind of want to know that whatever you make the decision about, it is a permanent and final decision. Jupiter also has a sesquiquadrate to Uranus, his third of three, and that is adjusting and moving forward in a change-based way. Uranus has a health aspect on the 15th. Go to the doctor if there's something up, particularly with your thyroid, your neck, or your uh, reproductive areas and unusual information then. And Pluto has an opportunity for a new strategic approach on the 17th when he aspects Juno. And there's a new way of partnering with your environment, your home, your relationship on the 21st. 21st is also a great day to start a diet or a new food plan. Uh, If you're interested in changing your health or working on some health related matters, excellent. And also watch who you meet on the 17th around 9.30 at night, Eastern time, adjust for your time zone. could be a little earlier, a little later. This person could be a really important partner for you going forward. Um, That's October 17th. And on that note, we're going to send you all off into the week and wish you a great week and a wonderful time. And just remember, be gentle out there. Remember that Hill Street Blues guy who goes, be careful out there? I'm going to say be gentle out there, be kind. Everybody is having a rocking and rolling week with big planets rolling through the path of fire. So if they're angry, it may not be about you. (laughs) It may be something else, but it's deep, and it doesn't necessarily have words. It has feelings. So um, be kind. And sending you all lots of love, and I'm going to go hang up and feed the cats and uh, cook some sweet potatoes. Take care. Ann Ortley signing off from the bright red desk. Bye. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy.